Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and I hope you're having a great day or a great evening, and I want to give a shout out to all of my international listeners, local listeners, and I just want to say thank you for listening, and I am so excited today. I have on my show today Miss Helen Chen, who is an international speaker. She's a best-selling author, management consultant, and an authority on the subject of relationships. And today's show is going to be about relationships, and we have the expert on the show. So I want all of you to give a big old shout out to Helen. Helen is in Europe, and we are talking, and thank God for technology today, that we can have a conversation with someone in Europe, and I'm in the United States. But let me just share just a little bit about Helen. She's written numerous best-selling books on love and romance, marriage, self-help, self-improvement, parenting, and family. As an expert, Helen has been invited to give her advice on marriages and family issues all over the world. So today, all of us have the opportunity to listen to the expert share her story and some of her tips on how she's helped so many individuals and couples find love. And you know, today, there's so many that are really, they're looking for love and they're looking for lasting love or they're looking for relationships, companions. So her real life stories of how she's helped couples were made into a full-length documentary starring herself in live action. And that documentary was called Let's Fall in Love. So what I want you to do, call your friends or text them. Tell them they must listen into this show, and if they cannot, they can download the show, and they can hear it, and it will be available within the hour. If you would like to call in, you can call in at 888-346-9141. Again, that's 888-346-9141. Helen, hello, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show. Hello, so happy to talk to you, and everybody are welcome to ask the question, and we have a good time today. Thank you so much for me to have this opportunity to speak to everybody here. Well, we are so happy to have you here, and I, I have got a lot of questions for you, let me tell you, because, you know, you have been on so many uh, television and radio interviews throughout the world, and I'm extremely pleased and blessed to have you. Finally, we get you on the show. And listen, it was no small thing to get you on the show. So I just want to thank you so much for being here with me today. You know, Helen, it appears that many people today, they're grappling with finding uh, a love relationship. And, you know, it is such a hot topic today for both men and women of all ages. And I know you have been married to your Prince Charming for 20 years. So I want you to share with the listeners your story of how you became the matchmaker. 
At the beginning, it was very simple in the school, and people are talking, and then I'm talking to the schoolmate, and people have a question, I just answer to them. But then at the end, I find out more and more people do have opportunity to know a lot of people, but then they don't know how to matching themselves to the right person. So I started looking and study, and I really feel for each person like they have opportunity to get the real good person. So I started actually counsel people. And after that, I find out this type of help is really needed and people like it. So also it's my own interest. So I keep going matching, making people. And at the beginning was just kind of, a, you know, you know, young people and then talking for fun. But then more and more, I find out it's a good service that people really need. <laughs> then I mm-hmm. went into the officially doing the wedding and talking to people and talking to their parents and actually making the wedding happen and they really get married. So I become, a, you know, it's part of my habit though. <laughs> so I just like to do this all the time. And I, uh, on top of it, the last week I just do one in Taiwan very successfully. Uh-huh. The parents are very happy. Well, one of the things that I was intrigued about your story was the fact that you came from a background where your parents, their, their marriage, where they were constantly fighting with each other and, um, and, and always talking about getting divorced. And how did you handle that? Because I, I know you're persistent from what I've learned about you, Helen. So how did you grapple, you know, coming out of that kind of environment and relationship, how did that spark you? To help you, you know, because usually that doesn't happen that the children grow up and don't make successful marriages themselves. Yes. At the beginning, it's very, very difficult. I actually cry and upset and then actually don't understand why the parents are not doing well. So that's uh-huh. when I'm very young. I don't understand. But then through the time, I keep going study and then I keep going get myself more stronger and understand better and learn how to love. Then later on, I see I can deal with it. Then I even made the documentary film about I helping my parents to get better, and then I actually making them to have a good relationship. Also, the main thing is I learned how to love my mom and love my father separately as a person. And then later on, I understand all this, and then I encourage myself to have a good marriage. Because I'm thinking at the beginning, I actually feel bad about, you know, impossible to have a good marriage. But after mm-hmm. I actually talk to my parents, and then I study, and then I work out very much with my own husband, and I think this is possible. Then I start to have more confidence in helping people to go through and find a good marriage. Then I find out this is possible. So through all this past 20 years almost, I'm helping a lot of couples become really stay married and happy. What, what suggestions did you give to your parents uh, when you were, you know, you're, you're younger and you're growing? How is it that you came, what suggestions did you give to them uh, to help them stay together and resolve some of their differences? Because I understand they stayed together for like 60 years. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I talked to my father about all his upset about my mom, and then I also do the same thing with my mom separately. But the one time when they was seventy years old birthday, and then I have a big party at the home, and I actually console them. You know, I have them both. 
speak together mm -hmm. with me because I told them, okay, I counsel so many couple. Why I cannot counsel you both? You know, so I, I have their agreement and speak as a wife and husband, not like a mother and father. So I talk mm -hmm. to them until morning, 3 a.m. And I have both of them to speak all their upset, actually. So then I okay. have them to answer, you know, and each other answer for the other person's uh, question. And then I, in the middle, and helping them to actually get the, the question really answered. And both are very happy, and they cry and fighting and everything. And then I'm just there and helping them. Actually, after all so many hours of talking, they both actually ended the very good understanding and happy. And after that, the next day, they were very nice to each other. So bottom line, what I hear you saying, Helen, that it was a matter, as it, we look at your parents, communication, lack of communication, and really sharing their hearts. They had really never communicated. Like you said, they were upset, and, and uh, each one of them, they were upset about something the other did, and they never really were able to talk about it. So you were able to be that person that could pull them together and have them talk separately. So is this what you do in terms of counseling other couples or people who are going to get married? Everyone in the different situation, but the, what you get is so perfect. And then I'm thinking you have the idea. You almost see what I did. <laughs> it's very wonderful. Yes, I mean, they lack of communication, but then they also not really be listened and then never really have a chance to speak up. So when I talk to other people, a lot of times they don't really understand what is needed and wanted. So you need to give them some education, like what is marriage, what is relationship, and how to communicate, and what love is all about. I think a lot of people don't really understand. It's a little bit different than my parents, because my parents are together very long. They just need to hear each other, and then they understand each other's side. And also, they both, this communication actually pretty good. But for mm -hmm. a lot of other couples, I meet them, I find out they have a lot of misunderstanding about the relationship, or they don't really know what is needed and wanted. So once you give them this idea, what's the other person really needed and wanted, or how to be a wife, or how to be a husband, or what does the woman want, and what does the man like. Then after this type of education put it in, usually work out very, very well. I thinking a lot of times it's just misunderstanding, and then they don't know the opposite sex, what is needed and wanted to each other. So the role right. play actually not clear. Well, you know, a lot of this in terms of uh, relationships, and you talked about how to love and how to be a wife and how to be a husband, but do you advocate, because I've always said, if you can't love yourself, you cannot love anybody else. So it has to start with the woman or the man loving themselves first. Do you advocate yes, that? Yes, it's, it's exactly what you say. And usually I put it in other words, like you have to be know how to be independent. So if you want to depend on other people, usually it has a problem. So if you can be independent, it's so many things when we talk about independent. We talk about you can walk yourself, you can cook yourself, or you could actually study, and then you can improve, you could correct yourself, and you can even financially independent. Every mm -hmm. area, if you can be independent, then you are not trying to depend on other people. Then the relationship actually can start 
really good well. So if you need to love yourself, yes, but then you need to be independent in life, in living. You are not trying to marry somebody to depend on the other person. Right, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we have what we call, you know, and I know you've heard this before, a lot of needy people, uh, needy, uh, wanting a husband, uh, and because there's a need that needs to be fulfilled, whereas you need to be fulfilled uh, and not, as you say, you're using the word independent, which means you need to be fulfilled within yourself and you will attract what I've always believed, you, if you're fulfilled within yourself, Helen, then you can attract and will attract that person who is fulfilled within themselves because two needy people will not make it. So what you call yeah. that person needs to love themselves, they need to be independent. That means knowing that I'm fulfilled within myself with or without a man or without a woman. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes. And I have a one quote, I usually use it, you know, I say, there is no perfection, but there's surely a satisfaction. So if you know how to love yourself and also love another person, you can be very happy to each other, but you don't need to be, you know, perfect. So it's very wonderful to you love yourself and then you provide what is the person now needed. And then you could give support. So that's what the ability comes from. It's like you need to making yourself very able in your life. And the more the progress, more study, more learning, better ability, always a help for the better relationship. As we know, the one woman is really attractive, everyone more liking to be with her. And if the guy able, a lot of women want to choose in the same person. That's what we know always. So there is a kind of competition, like who is more able, who is more attractive, who is more have ability and responsibility. This is all the people are needed and wanted in the relationship. Well, you know, uh, one of the things I've often um, been concerned about, and you talk about this in your book, um, uh, called The Matchmaker. You're, you're, I love your book, really, the title of it. Um, but I'm interested in knowing, you mentioned uh, a concept in your book about dating comes after marriage. And my question is, isn't dating the way to find out if someone is suitable as a marriage partner or not? Um, it's not like a long term. For example, like uh, I do not suggest people dating for two, three years, and then even longer. We know a lot of people dating for seven years and then not married yet. You know, I definitely not suggest that. I suggest people actually in the very short term to making sure they know what they wanted and needed, and then they're matching the person who like what they needed and wanted. Then they marry. And after that, they're dating the rest of their life. That was the idea. So mm-hmm. if you think you're dating from the beginning, usually separate. That's a very heartbroken. Actually, they are very good people, and then they are matching each other, but certain way, and then didn't make it. So the best way is you marry with the matching person. You actually like it. You feel it's needed and wanted. Then you're dating the rest of your life. That's what I most suggest, because after okay. you marry... There's a 60 years behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm sort of like you're preaching to the choir here because I truly, truly um, believe that the, the dating has to continue. And I'm not sure that many 
uh, women advocate that or even men uh, actually practice that. And that's maybe why we have some unhappy marriages going on. But I tell you this, we're going to take a quick break, Helen, and we're going to be right back. So listeners, don't go away because we've got a lot more to talk about as it relates to relationship. We're going to talk about online dating and we're going to talk about who gets married and all of this. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with my relationship expert today, Miss Helen Chen. So thank you for listening. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hi there, and welcome back, and thank you for coming back to my show today with Helen Chen, an international speaker. She's a best-selling author and management consultant, and she is the authority on the subject of relationships. And one little footnote, she spells her name H-E-L-L-E-N. So, Helen Chen, again, I'm so happy to have you on the show today and to give your advice on marriages and relationships. You know, because as we talked about in the earlier section, we were talking about relationship and how to be a wife and how one must love oneself. And then kind of a little background where you came out of a situation where your parents were argumentative and threatening divorce for many years and how you actually got into becoming the matchmaker really with your own parents who who lived together and were married for 60 years. So that tells me you're qualified yeah, to be the consultant really to talk about giving advice on marriages. One of the questions um, I had for you is, there is the fear, uh, and I've talked to many women and men, about choosing the wrong partner, and many women have done it, and I did it myself, and I believe that many get married today 
saying, well, if it doesn't last, I'll get a divorce. Can you talk about that? I'm thinking about, you know, people has the idea, like a dream, you know, what the princess <laughs> and the prince are all about, right? But it's not really like that. Marriage is a full of surprise and also is how good that you could adapt to the other partner because there are many, many possible choices and all can be good, you know, almost like a dancing partner, right? Like I'm doing the tango dancing. It's like so many people you can match, but they, you have your idea what is the best. Yes, that is good, but there's no such thing about wrong partner. It's just how you could appreciate and how you learn yourself to enjoy. If you divorce and then you try it again, well, it's still, you know, chance, chance, you know, not always perfect, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. you don't have a chance to find that perfect dream one. So what is the best if you're already in the age of 40 and, you know, like last marriage I do it, you know, the, the, the bride was 38 and you choose somebody and then you say, I give you three years. That's exactly what bride say. I give you three years and if you are not the right one, we divorce. But from my viewpoint, it's not really necessary. You divorce, you will find a better one. Yeah, usually, maybe. But you should thinking about how you have this situation happen. Instead of mm-hmm. upset about the person is not what you like. I'm thinking the better, in a way, my suggestion is taking this as a study program and try to enjoy. You know, try to be like, a, you know, how could you enjoy yourself and enjoy the other person? And of course, you need to have another partner's agreement. You both work together. So when you have willingness, really willingness, willingness to say, I do, I do, I do, you know, and try, you <laughs> usually work out. And take 10 years, because I know so many couples. I have the longest one, you know, I uh, married to. It's already 18 years. So I see that how upset from the beginning for the first 10 years. But I see so many people after 10 years, then that they very appreciate their the other half. So it's a very long-term progress. So if you only look in the two years, you could be very upset. But after 10 years, you know, after your children and after you have a family and everything, the business goes good and everything, then you can look back and you're thinking, this is the right person for me. I happen to find out so many of these kind of couple. That's why I say very difficult to say, because without working hard for 10 years, sometimes the business don't go mm-hmm. right. How about the relationship? I, to, to me, that is the same thing. you working on the business 10 years, the same thing you're working on the and the relationship is for this type of long time. So you need to be willing to, but you need to find somebody who really want to work with you, and you will work it out. Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned the business aspect of it because uh, as an entrepreneur myself and dealing with a lot of entrepreneurs, the theory is that, you know, it takes five years to get that business up and running, uh, three to yes. five years. So if we yes. apply that same theory to marriages, that it takes, you know, five years, three to five years, really get that marriage going. I like that concept um, in the sense that, and the other one that you mentioned, that marriages work. Now, I have to admit this from a personal perspective. I think some marriages take more work than others. Would you agree? Because it depends on the personalities and the dynamics involved. Well, a lot of people don't know how to be cute. 
A lot of people don't know how to talk their emotions. Some people they love so much deep inside their heart, but then it's so difficult for them to show up like okay, you know, sweet talk, for example. So this type of things is like you need to take a lot of understanding, and you need to really feel good about it. It's not like every day you need to eat a sweet ice cream, or it's like all the time a dessert time. You know, this is so many types, but still. Is that you need to learn? Is it still a personal task? How to learn to appreciate your life and enjoy your own life? <coughs> then making the relationship much easier. It's not like a hundred percent depend on the relationship. I think、mm-hmm. there's a lot of part of the area. If you're more successful, that relationship is much easier. So a lot of times people just look in the relationship and see we have nothing to do. We have nothing to talk about. But that's because in your life is too dry. You have nothing to share to start with, you know.、Mm-hmm. So I feel like a, a lot of area, like business and friendship and family and the interests and your habits, you need to fulfill every area in your own life instead of a blame on your the other half. So、okay. if your life is this, then it's much easier to enjoy your partner. Well, I want to I want to ask your your opinion on relationships today because currently we have a lot of online dating, and there have been people who've actually used online and found their mates. And what is your take on、uh, relationships today as it relates to online dating? It's a you know people's chance as long as both are honest and then they really serious in their communication. I really thinking it work out very well. The only thing is if the other side is not totally honest, you know, and you 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 don't find out that's the problem. Otherwise, I thinking it's very good. You know people and even different country and you know the people and then they talking and then they really feel good to each other and then they really honest and sincere. They are really in the same way. As long as you can make sure this person is sincere, and then you actually feel good, then you meet, and then you can try. And then after you see each other, same thing like what I say. Then you guys can marry, and then after that you work together as a couple until you know forever dating. That is the idea. But then at、mm-hmm. the beginning, you need to make sure the re- relationship in the way of the same concept, the philosophy, have to work out together. Well, do you feel you know a lot of the online relationships?、Um, they there there's what we call serial online relationships, serial dating, where people are just jumping from one person to another person, and that's not good. But what I also hear、uh, here in the United States, a lot of women, and I'm not that I've been all over, but I have a collective from the majority of women in various states that will say. It is so hard today to find women, men who want to be committed to get a commitment. So that's some that's an issue that I'm not sure、uh, how to even handle. How you get a person to commit? Well, it's a, it's the same thing. Like I heard of a lot of men say the woman don't want to commit either. You know, so <laughs> okay, so it goes both ways. <laughs> Right, right. I heard of a lot of men want to have a family and want to have a baby, and then they very complain the woman don't want to com- committed and don't want to have a baby. So that is both sides. So the most important is that you are knowing what you want, 
you really know what you want first before mm-hmm. you start like a kind of shopping around core and core, you know, because people mm-hmm. kind of don't know what they want. So they go one and, oh, I'm not sure. So I'm looking another, though I'm looking another. So it's like always try to looking for something better. And then, then you waste in three years and then you're missing the good <laughs> one. <laughs> it's another I, I have shopping. A, I have a, a, yeah, a, so a someone so who shared this stuff. with me. Uh, and I know she'll remain anonymous, but if she listens to this show, she might recognize it's her. But she did do online dating, and she went on the first date. And on her first date, she was very clear about what she wanted, and she says, I don't want to waste any time. I want to get married. And she was very upfront from the first date uh, with, uh, you know, expressing her feelings. Do you feel – and, of course, they did get married, and they've now been married 35 years. But um, wow. it was interesting – about, uh, I always remember her said, saying that because uh, me, of course, I, I didn't meet my husband uh, online, but I was just intrigued with how honest she was, which lets me ask the question because I think first dates are always, I think, uneasy business. And unless a person, extreme, a person is extremely confident or really smooth, that first few minutes can play a big part in whether it's going to have a happy ending or not. So, what do you think about first dates? Should they be like a job interview, or should it be a series of questions? Uh, uh, what is your take on that, Helen? You know, it's a thing is you are ready, right? For example, like, a, you know, we say we're going to use in the business a good example. It's like if you know what you want, you know, like what you want to do. And then when you're talking to people, you just list out all the things you needed and wanted, but so did another person. So the chance really gives the person who is ready. I really believe that. So when you know what you want, doesn't matter your business or you're renting a house or you try to start the business. If you know what you want, actually the time are very short enough. It's very fast. And the first time you'll be success. I very, very much believe what you say. You know, the first date. You're serious and you talk about what you want, the other person, and then we both agree you can marry and then you will, you will success. That's really, really true. You know, if you really know what you want, that's the main thing. So you prepare yourself and then the first thing, you don't hesitate. You just be honest. Yes, a little bit like an interview, but then the things that you up front, you look at the person and you tell them what you want. And you also ask them what they want. So if it's matching, 80% are thinking that's a successful marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's you easy. Know, it's not so difficult. <laughs> this is, this is, hey, you make it sound like it's not rocket, rocket science. This is just easy. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes, if you're really ready. Because all the people who come to me, very front, from the first time they see me, they say, Consultant Chen, I want to marry. So I want to marry this year. You know, I have so many people come to me this way. They usually success. Usually, if they are know what they want and then they they already ready and they are independent person, usually they success. So I'm very confident about you know if the person really serious and then they know what they want and then they really mature in the way, right? So they when they come to say what they want and they really know. They even not really that shy, you know. Usually they come to up front. Yeah. This is this is what I want, and they get it. I mean, it's really true. It's not so difficult. Well, it's not rocket science, as you said. Now, have you actually uh, come upon uh, women or men who, in fact, said 
to you. They want to they wanna get married, but really, they didn't want to get married. I mean, were you able to detect that, that really in their hearts, they really weren't wanting to get married? They were just saying it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you can tell, because recently, I have this guy, he always wants to marry, but he's not uh, so mature. You know, but then I will, as a matchmaker, I will tell the other person, I say, okay, now this person has this condition where you taking through with you. So sometimes, you know, it's like a, it's like a, you think about, you know, business is something you need to work on. And before you taking, you have to understand this, you know. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, a, you know, it's not a good example, but it's like a, when you have a secondhand, uh, secondhand car, you know, you know some part of the car is not so excellent. But still, right. when you take it, if you really want it, you will work it out too. It's not really so scary. It's just really work it out. You just have to understand. And it's all possible, really. I mean, it's not so difficult. I want to encourage everybody. It's not so difficult. The only thing is you understand and you have a willingness. One of the things I, I think, too, in your book, uh, which is called Matchmaker of the Century, you wrote about this concept that real freedom comes after a person gets married. Now, I have to tell you, most people feel that after you get married, that there's less freedom than when you were single. So why do you say that there's more freedom after a person gets married? Well, in this society, you know, when you are not married, a lot of places, people are actually afraid of you, you know. Maybe you never meet this type of situation. But the boy, yeah, I have. A lot of- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. You, know, you know, I mean, everybody afraid of you. I mean, everybody all married. For example, you go to the party and people are married and then people are mature and you're the only one single. Actually, people are afraid of you. Then you have no freedom. <laughs> or, like, or like a new year, you know, everybody has a family and you are the only one alone, you know, and people are very embarrassed to invite you and they also feel uncomfortable to invite you. Then you have no freedom. A lot of place, you know, you you gotta understand the life is very different. It's not just like you have a car and get worse and worse. In in the life, you know, we get older, and when you get older and you're still single, actually you have no freedom. You know, because all your friends marry or they have their baby or they have their life. You start to don't know who to hang out with, and a lot of time, if you tell people you are, you are married. You know, people respect you a lot, but sometimes when you say you're single, you know, then people start to worry about you, and especially, you know, you get older and older. So that's a different kind of a situation in social, really. I mean, you know, you go to the family gathering, and everybody, auntie, uncle, cousin, and everybody couple are married, yes. and everybody couple. You are alone. It's very scary. <laughs> it is scary. I, you know, and I've been in that situation when I was divorced after my, my first marriage, and uh, all of our friends that we hung around with who were married, they did not want me around. Uh, I was the odd person out. That's right. And so I, I said, I better hurry up and get married again because this is, this is lonely out here. And uh, I really don't want anybody else's husband, but I was like the woman suspect. So people stopped inviting me. <laughs> but one of the things, um, Helen, I wanted to bring up your, your Helen Chen's love seminars, which you've had, uh, you've held in Asia, you've, you've also had them in the United States, you've been everywhere doing these love seminars, and I want to know a little bit about the love seminars, but before we get there to the love seminars, I want to ask you a little bit more, uh, which I feel is com- un- maybe an uncomfortable question 
Um, because what we're dealing with is this, and I'm going to say this because I know a lot of women out there will appreciate me saying this, and that is about women who are not as physically attractive and how it's very difficult for them to maybe attract a man because most men see the physical uh, first before they're looking at your heart. So we're going to have to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to sort of tease that question out and how you would answer that for a woman who says, I'm overweight, I'm not attractive, and I have a hard time trying to even get guys to even be attracted to me. So, so listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Helen Chen, the love expert. So thank you for listening. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hello there and welcome back. This is Dr. Barbara Young and I am here with my guest, Helen Chen, international speaker, best-selling author, management consultant, and she is the authority on the subject of relationships. She's written a book called The Matchmaker, and uh, it's really called The Matchmaker of the Century, and we're discussing some of her challenges and some of her triumphs as she has traveled the world in helping men and women match up and make a successful marriage. So before we went on break, we sort of talked about, and I brought this subject up, Helen, because we the subject of the physical attraction um, we, and I really know that attraction is a good thing, but maybe not at the level to where our culture has put it. And uh, we know that the culture tells us that physical sexual attraction is first, then character. So we have a lot of, lot of people who are grappling, women, and maybe men as well, who are grappling with that. What happens that I'm not maybe physically attractive, and yet it's very difficult to find that partner and make that marriage connection. So what do you tell a woman who's grappling with that? And then we'll talk about the next question I have, which is just the opposite. The woman who's revealing too much um, maybe has had some enhancements because she feels that that's 
what is necessary to attract someone. So can you just share what you share with people in your love seminars about this? Because I know it's an issue. It's very important, you know, people attracted by how you look. That's very, very natural. Nothing wrong about it because that's how it is. I mean, the flowers should be smell good and then, you know, it should be pretty and should be attractive and should be feel man. It's, I, I think everybody should working on that area because it doesn't matter what is your age. You should never lost it. You should always practice the best and then take care of yourself to make sure you are attractive because you don't really know when, you know, you still need to be chasing somebody. So always to be attractive. But still, on the other hand, sex is not everything for life and for the relationship. A lot of times, the communication is much, much more important to women than just the sex. And also, the sex is like a good, but then not going to last. It's same important when you in a young age all the time until your old age. But the thing is, this is a progress. You should always practice. You should always learn and get better. No matter what, try your best, and your best should be even better. And always practice this. Because I find out a lot of time, it's not the things you how attractive you are. It's a lot of time is when people get lazy, and people get old, and they become fed, and become no interest, and become no energy, and sick. That is the worst one. So don't thinking about everything you want is like a today, and then it will last for forever. Everything you need to develop, everything you need to put attention, and you need to actually practice to get better. This idea is more important than just you attractive. It doesn't matter how pretty the woman is. After marriage, if for 10 years you don't try to get yourself good, you very soon look ugly. It doesn't matter how pretty you are. Men also, I mean, you can be very handsome and very nice, but if you just smoke too much, drink too much, you know, after 10 years, you can look very nasty and you gain too much weight. And you maybe, maybe you have a good ability, maybe you're still attractive, but maybe you don't have energy, don't want to do anything. So I think more important is you have the energy, you stay healthy, and you're making yourself be attractive by the heart because you want to. So in that way to look alive, it's more healthy than just looking something just good for you to enjoy, you know, because after all, the, the relationship is not like a shopping, it's not like, a, you know, you wear some mm-hmm. dress. And pretty from the first day. That is not what we are looking for. We're looking for somebody are continuously willing to be showing attraction and progress and learning and then get better. That is the really beautiful about it. Helen, have you um, had a chance to talk with uh, many men who talk about what they look for in partners? Yes. Always. What do what do men tell you they want? They want a wife, but then of course the wife have to be a girlfriend at the same time. <laughs> okay. So, so they want to be the woman attractive, but then men want the service. You see, but a lot of time men want the family. They really, really want a family. A lot of time I'm very surprised men more want a family than women. You know, <laughs> women men oh, wow. sometimes want a romance. But men are very home men, you know. It's very surprising because right now uh, I have a lot of young people. I marry them. And then they more want to milk the baby than the woman, you know. <laughs> so it's like, uh-huh. right now, a lot of men like to cook. A lot of men like the, the, you know, changing diapers. You know, you'd be surprised because I see so many. I mean, it's very incredible. 
So the man wants the woman who has a strong femininity and wants to be a housewife. You know, actually, they're still looking for this. They still wanted the woman want to be a mom. And then they wanted the woman stay still strong femininity. And I think this is part of something, you know, men actually complain. But, of course, both sides complain. But if we talk about men, men complain about women don't look like a woman. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's like, you know, like not female. Sometimes it's too strong, like, you know, don't want to let men leave, you know. Let's put it this way, like when you're in dancing, you know, can you imagine if the woman don't let the men leave and women just want to control all the steps? So how to dance? You know, it's like a fighting mm-hmm. all the time. This is a, a lot of time uh, men, uh, of course, this is one of the things men complain. Like uh, when you're dancing, you don't let men leave and then women want to leave. That's the thing a lot of family happens. My, my family is like this because my mom is stronger. You know, my mom wants to control everything. My father only can listen. My father is a follower. <laughs> He's not uh-huh. a leader. <laughs> then this is a lot of family's problem because the woman's stronger. Everything has to listen to women. And, and, and I'm thinking a lot of men complain about this. But do you feel that if a woman is stronger that and recognizes that, that she should make an effort to make sure that she empowers her husband to make him feel that he is the leader. <laughs> I, yes. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the challenge. I don't like the word problem. Maybe that's the challenge. Yes, that. yes. I think if woman can be able, woman can be strong, and then the men are appreciate you strong. You know, financially strong, talking strong, ideas strong, smart. Nothing wrong about it. But the bottom line is, you should have this soft part as a woman and be attractive as a woman. Not like a everything, you like a king, you're no longer a queen. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the different part, you know. So you, you, you can be enjoy your own way in the business, in your habits, in everything you want to control. That's nothing wrong. But still, you need to have the power for men to be a man and you, you want to be followed. You know, it's like a you I certain think, part. Right. I think one of the most powerful things I learned from a woman uh, not too long ago who is uh, really running into the billionaire status with what she's done, and but she said this very important thing. In my business world and what I do with the company, um, yes, she's strong. She knows who she is, and she's able to conduct her business. But when she comes home, she takes that hat off, and she becomes the wife, and she becomes the mother. Her husband is an attorney, so it's not like, you know, he's inferior in terms of his profession or what he does, but she takes that hat off to become the wife, the mother, unplugs the cell phone, and just is the wife and the mother. And I thought that was very admirable. So, strong woman, but wise to know that now I'm a mother, and I have a husband, and I'm going to give them attention and make them feel they're important. And I, I really admired that. I, I really like that. One, one question I have, uh, because you travel, uh, Helen, and you've been in Finland and Taiwan, the United Arab Emirates, China, Singapore. Are there cultural differences? Because when we talk about the marriage relationships, the man wants a woman, man wants a baby, is that, what have you found that's a commonality among the cultures and the men, because they're, they're different cultures uh, than I would say the United States. 
Are there cultural um, differences? Are there commonalities? What are some of the commonalities? I should put it that way. Um, the really thing is they want to have a family. It doesn't matter you are blue or you're red or you're yellow or anything. Any race is, is the same thing. People want to have a family. You know, it's a very, very much men enjoy to have a family. They want to have the barbecue or they want to have a gathering. They want to have a new year. They want to have a holiday. Same thing. Doesn't matter which race. I meet all these people. People want to have a family. So men are want to be a father. They really want to be a father. They want to be, you know, husband. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is, it doesn't matter which culture. And that's why it doesn't really matter which culture. Maybe the way of the food different. You know, like you have a different taste. You, maybe you mm-hmm. eat a barbecue or maybe you eat a steak. It's different in that way as a culture. But at the end, we all have to eat. I think it's the same idea. You know, same idea. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to have a family. So family is a real item. And all that the men still, they want to have children. So this is a very universal. Okay. Have you found that to be uh, the same in the United States? Because I'm not feeling it, but maybe so. Uh, Maybe I'm going to do a little more research on what's happening across the United States with the men in the United States. that they want family, they want babies. I don't know. I'm hearing a lack of commitment, uh, getting men to commit. So that's why I'm interested in knowing about other cultures. And have you found that to be generally in the United States where you have your love seminars? Yeah, I, I'm thinking about more and more, you know, it is changing, but this is also the whole world because the, a lot of young generation more want to be single, more want to be the iPhone and iPad and everything, I, 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 and the whole world is the same thing, though. It's like a, the culture changing, you know, but traditionally, when men want to get married, when they're talking about relationship, you know, mm-hmm. they're still actually looking for have a family. So this is the same, but then, as what you say, United States, it's like less and less men want to be committed. But then this is the same thing in China or Taiwan, you know. So it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a culture for the whole universal changing because less and people thinking I uh, want to have a marriage. That's why we are talking more of this. Like when we was really, really young, you know, we don't need to talk about this. Like everybody's thinking when they grow up, they should marry. Almost it's a, it's a mandatory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now changing. Now people are thinking about I'm okay to be single or I don't need to be, have a family or I don't want to have a baby. I think this is like a new, almost like quote-unquote new idea. But when we are younger generation, everybody's thinking about you grow up, you should marry. So I'm thinking this is not anything to do with the United States. This has happened to the whole world. So uh-huh. the thing is right. that the young generation actually have a changing. You know, they have a different way of a culture in the sex. They have a different culture of a eating habit. They have a different way of thinking about family. They have a different mm-hmm. attitude to raising the children. This is what I want to say the other angle. Yes, I also find it out. You know, everywhere okay. young generation have a different okay. idea. Yeah. So, this so is things are changing. Of- yeah, they really yes. are. Yes. And yes. I know that technology has really changed the way young people date uh, today. Yes. And yes. I know it's a trend. Um, yes. that we're going to see for some, I think, some time to come. Helen, I know uh, as we have to close the show in a few minutes, I know you're conducting a love seminar in L.A. on September the 16th. What couple of things can people expect to receive from this event? I think you have the 16th and 17th. So what can people expect 
to receive from your love seminar event? Basically, every individual, their question get answered. And everything mm-hmm. they want to looking for the relationship and love, like learn together with the people who attend the seminar. And then they, each person are tailor-made and actually get their question answered. Because everybody come out different idea of the relationship. But then we will come up for all the study together, the relationship, and then we will learn about what is needed and wanted. So at the end, everybody's question and everybody's situation are get individually tailor-made and handled. Oh, this is so great. I am so happy to have had you on the show today. It's been a privilege and a joy to talk to you about these issues. And I, I really want to have you back on the show after your um, your single uh, dating experience that you're going to have, and especially after this love seminar. So maybe we'll take uh, um, another time to talk with you, and I will have... Uh, you on the show again because it's just been so interesting and you have a lot of information to share. So I really just want to say just thank you, Helen, for taking the time to be on the show today and knowing that you're in another country, you're in Europe, but it's just wonderful um, to know because there's so much more to talk about. And on our next show, I'm definitely going to ask you about dating and marriage for victims of past abuse. So keep that and listeners bookmark that show because we'll have Helen Shen back again to share with us some of her expertise as the love coach and the love expert. And if you want to look for her, just Google Helen, but it's H-E-L-L-E-N Chen. Okay, she's www.matchmakerofthecentury.com. And thank you for listening today and have a very blessed week. And Helen, again, thank you and God bless you. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.